Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Are you ready to rock? Yeah! I said, are you ready to rock? Yeah! Get it! I don't know about you, but I'm ready to rock. Oh, boy, the yeah, little kids man. are aggressive. They seriously want to rock. Yeah. This is the Vinyl Boys. They called them the Bad Boys from Boston. America's greatest rock and roll band. They define the ideal image of a rock band. They got classic album after classic album, making headlines with their wild antics. They had a lot of substance abuse. I mean, what else do you want from a rock and roll band? Yeah, agreed. The album we've chose to do today is Get a Grip, which is their 11th studio album. So it was actually a big comeback for them because they had had their substance abuse problems and they had failed at a couple, with a couple albums. And then this was their comeback. And we all remember it. It was 1993. And Aerosmith took over MTV with a lot of the songs you're going to hear on today's episode of Dim Vinyl Boys, which we have them all here. We got Memphis on air. What up, Memphis? What's the business? And we've got DJ Ramo G, the freaking Puerto Rican. What's good, my brother? And, of course, the man with the vinyl in his hand, he is DJ Tom Cat. What's happening? So you have the album in hand. If you look at the cover, I see Utters. I know that. What is on the cover of Get It Grip? Get a grip. Somebody has pierced this cow's udder with a pretty cool hoop uh, earring. You think that's photoshopped, or do you think they really pierced the cow's udder? Photoshop. Photoshop. They did a good yeah. job. I'll tell you what, they got the little shadow on it and everything, so it looks like there's a shadow, so they did a good job. And it's not a beef cow, by the way. Me coming from Indiana, I know that, because that would be a dairy cow. Now, also, the cow right. is branded with the Aerosmith logo. Did they have a farm? I don't know if they had a farm, hmm. but they definitely raised uh, cattle. A bunch of chicks. I'll a bunch tell you. of uh, <laughs> what are they? Heifers. <laughs> they had a bunch of heifers. <laughs> Is that raising them? <laughs> well, uh, well, we, we'll get into it. I got a story for you. On uh, the back of it is the cow's butt. I think. Excellent. Yep. Uh, um, Never stand behind a cow. Hell no. Get kicked cow's in the butt. face. <laughs> Let's get into or, it. Or unless you you having sex with a cow. No, I love but not like Joe Dirt. Oh no. This album came out 30 years ago. You can believe that. 1993. It's now 2023. Go ahead and drop that. I'm sorry. Damn it, man. Wow. Sorry about that. My bad. Yeah. What is the... uh, The needle skipping from you? You were on the right side? (laughs) Well, I just fell down, then got up on the wrong... No, I'm just... (laughs) Hey everybody, what's up? It's Gentry from Dim Vinyl Boys. The fall season officially here. From this point forward, life moves pretty fast for the rest of the year. You want to save time? You want to save money? Get hooked up with America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. That's Factor Meals. You can skip the extra trips to the grocery store 
Get it delivered right to the doorstep of your house. Stop getting all that greasy fast food on the way home and eat some quality food with Factors fresh, never frozen meals. They're ready in two minutes. And if you need that extra boost, try the protein meals. They got 30 grams of protein per serving, also low calorie options. The thing I like best about Factor is the food is actually really good and fresh. The Green Goddess Chicken and Grilled Steakhouse Filet Mignon, those are my faves. You decide what you want, get it delivered right to your front door. All you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash DVB50 and use our code DVB50 and get 50% off. That's code DVB50 at factormeals.com slash DVB50 and get 50% off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is this the intro here? Sounds yes, like it. Uh, yeah. Wake up, kid. It's half past. I remember this. Nothing really changed about the date. Are you a grand slammer, but you know, babe, Ruth, you got to learn how to relate. I've been swinging from the planet gate. I got all the answers. Lo and behold, you got the right key, baby, but the wrong key. Ho, yo. Steven Tyler's key. got the bars here at the beginning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I know. I'm like, hold on. Hang around, run DMC, got them bold. That's what I thought. He totally had that run DMC flow. Well, and this is very tribalish. Like, there's a lot of drums involved here. Is this Eat the Rich? This is going to be the uh, opening track of the album. the intro. After the intro, it is Eat the Rich. Yeah. Yeah. That's that iconic sound. That Steven Tyler makes. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. This song takes a shot at rich people who believe their wealth entitles them to look down on others. Aren't they rich? They are rich. They did pretty good. <laughs> good point. Can somebody look up well, maybe they don't look down Steven Tyler? Can we look up uh, Steven Tyler's net worth? Along with uh, Joe Perry. Those are the two big stars of the band. Any relation to Katie? No, and so no relation to Steve Perry as well, mm-hmm. who is the lead singer of Journey, or was. All right, we're talking $150 million for Steven Tyler. Yeah, I bet Joe's worth half that, probably. You think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he, he, he's not the front man. The front man, I was going to get paid. That's true. But Joe, uh, Joe big was a big part, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Would help write the songs, write the melodies. What is Joe Perry's uh, net worth? Has anybody looked it up? He's looking right now. Oh. Looking right now. 140 million, so he's off by 10 mil. That's it? See? Yeah. Told you. Joe. Way to go, Joe. Hey, man, sometimes people are fans of, you know, the number two guy. Like, you know, look at Jordan and Pippen. Pippen had a lot of fans when he was, you know, balling on the boys. Like, not, not, not that people would ever say, you know, they're better than him, but, hey, I like what you bring to the table. Like, Found a way to make money, and that's what it's oh, about. Yeah. I'd like to know how new that list is because 
He just got paid from American well, here, Idol. He got here, American Idol money. Oh, That's got to be go. pretty good. Here's the thing about where I got it. It's when I, when you Google this, what I just Googled, it's the first thing that pops up in text at the top. It isn't in an article. It's like right at the top up here. So it's pretty new. You got to believe about. Google, you know. Yeah, or, yeah. or you know, the or, robots or will duck, kill duck, you. Or Duck, Duck, Go. That's a hell of a riff here. It's good yeah. rock. Guitar solo. To meet the band, you got Steven Tyler, the frontman, of course. Their first few albums, people didn't like the band because they thought they were a complete ripoff of the Rolling Stones and that Steven Tyler wanted to be Mick Jagger so bad. Completely copied him. So their first few albums, two albums, nobody gave a shit, and they dismissed them like as a Rolling Stone wannabe album, but band. Then you have I Joe Perry. Joe Perry... He was born in Massachusetts, as most all the guys in the band were. And he, at a very young age, found himself drawn to the ocean. His dream was to become a marine biologist. And uh, he was really good at school. And he was really good on the guitar, and he could write songs. So he got connected with Steven Tyler, and that's pretty much the history of it. You had Brad Whitford, who was, was also the rhythm guitarist. He didn't get much of the love as Joe and Steven. Then you had Tom Hamilton on bass. And then you had Joey Kramer, who's credited with naming the band, and he's the drummer. So there you are, the band Aerosmith. The song's rhythms on this one was actually played on Polynesian log drums, and six musicians were brought in to play them. That's the, the, the drums you were hearing in the beginning, Raymo. Pretty crazy. I don't even know what a Polynesian log drum looks like. I didn't burp. That was um, that was the record. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, Polynesian is like you know. It's a good sauce at Hawaii Chick-fil-A. area, mm-hmm. Pacific Islanders. And I'm, I'm gonna think a log drum looks like mm, log. This is a nice sounding uh, snare they got on this one. <laughs> it's uh, get a grip, right? <laughs> this is uh, the title album song of the title album, right? Title track off yeah, the yeah, album. Yeah, get a grip. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Get a grip, Memphis. It says uh, this song originally had 12 tracks, but the label thought it lacked variety, needed a radio-friendly song, so they sent it back, the band back to, into the studio to re-record it. One thing that amazes me about this band, we've done a lot of these shows now here on Dim Vinyl Boys. There are very few bands that stay together as long as they've stuck it out. Now they did break up and there's been a few changes along the way with inner working parts. But this band is still touring to this day with all the original members. So you're talking about 50 years with a little break up here and a little break up there, but the band staying together. That's pretty dope. That's pretty amazing. When you talk about all the substance abuse that was a part of this band mm-hmm. as well. So I started looking it up like who is the band that has stayed together the longest and still touring today. Any guesses of which band, I'll let you answer the question first, Tomcat. Which band do you think has been around the longest, still touring today, same members? You're going to have to go with Rolling Stones. They're, they're right there That's at the top, guess, but they're you know. not at the top. Okay. But they're right there. Had to go with it. Anybody else got a guess? Memphis? Um... I wanted to say the Eagles, but nah. They started in 1971. That's a good one. 
That's a good guess. They started Didn't in the 71. Just passed? Yeah, that's why I thought somebody passed, didn't they? The Eagles are still touring to this day. Well, that's my pick, then. <laughs> 1971, uh, they got together. The Stones, they got together in 1962. Okay, so there's... But the one band that's been around longer and Rainbow? still touring today. What about Rainbow? Rainbow. I, isn't Ozzy Osbourne's band still touring? Black Sabbath? Black Sabbath? I think they got yeah. together in the 70s. He's definitely not touring. Yeah, he's doing ghost shows. Band, but he's not in the band anymore because they kicked him <laughs> out. Did they? Yeah, he, got kicked, drugs he got kicked out of Black Sabbath. Are they still touring? I don't know. They started in the 70s. I thought they were early 60s. Make your pick. Our late the winning band. Pick. I'll say this line, and I'm sure you'll get it right away. I wish they all could be California. The, the really? Beach Boys? The Beach Boys. Yeah. Oh, they still living? Oh, wow. 1961, that band got together, and they're still touring today. Okay, I My like it. My mom loves the Beach Boys, and I, I do like the Beach Boys because when I was a kid, that's what she would let me listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they were still around. Oh, some sad you had to listen to the Beach Boys all the Well, I, my harmonies hey, are good California these days. Girl song is good. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, they, they have harmonies. a bunch. Yeah, They're Kokomo was a great song. Kokomo, yeah, Kokomo I like, was I like that song. one. I like Kokomo that was a good song. Sure. Maybe we have to do a Beach Boys album at some oh, point. I, like I think we do. But yeah. some other bands, this this band that we're listening to right now got together. There's conflict conflicts out on the internet. Some people will say 70, some people will say 71. I've even heard Steven Tyler at one point in an interview say, we got together in 1970. And then I heard him in another interview say they got together in 1971. So it was sometime they around. A lot of drugs and yeah. cocaine is a hell of a drug. It was yeah. either Somewhere 70 or 70, 71. I can vouch for them. But other bands that have stayed together for a long time, Metallica, they've been together since 81. They're still touring. All right, all right. You, I like them. You two. Oh, yeah. We you just, two. We just yeah, did you two. It's all this fever. They got together in 78. Okay, great you. Def Leppard got together in 77. They're still cashing in. Def right. Leppard sucks, boy. <laughs> Kiss, 1973. I was going to guess them because I knew they were early 70s. The Who, 1964. Yes. Cool in the Gang, 1964. Yes. I forget about Cool in the Gang. Me too. The Stones in 1962, and then the Beach Boys and the Zombies from 1961. The Zombies. Still out touring. Cool in the Gang still touring? Yeah. We need to go check them out whenever they come to the casino. Uh, nah, I'm cool what? on that. Okay, so I we, don't want to go see Cool we, in the Gang. I like the music, but I don't want to go see them. You asked me earlier about the Utter Earring, and it, I guess that it, it actually... Is, it is. It, it is, it is computer generated, yeah. and it says that an animal rights group objected, they and then did. the band explained that the image was computer generated. They verified it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's funny. That's hilarious. It is. That we were talking about it. Seven, but, I mean, it seems like something seven, that would happen. Seven songs from this uh, album wound up charting on at least one of Billboard's charts. So it's a big album. It really is. I got a Steven Tyler quote here that I can relate to. He says... Learn to do everything. He learned to do everything right by doing everything wrong. I like that. It's true. So I'm doing it. Michael Jordan has a quote that's kind of like that. About all the misses he had in his yeah, career? Yeah, I've missed so many shots in my career or something like that, and that's the reason I've made so many paraphrasing. Made so many. Yeah. Because I've missed yeah. so many. He's, ta- he's taken I mean, so many. Yeah. This is, you, have to take, you have to miss a lot to make a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. just the rule of life, you know what I mean? The more, the more times you fail, you're going you're gonna to succeed a lot, but you're going to fail more. You know? Sure. And when you hear Steven Tyler talk about the journey, the 50-year journey that this band's been on, it's been highs and lows. 
and highs when I say high, really high. I mean, really, <laughs> really, really high. But they had their first two albums come out, and people like laughed at them, like, "Who are these Rolling Stone wannabes? Get them the fuck out of here!" Then all of a sudden, they have a uh, they have a a, a good album. Uh, I think it was called something in the attic or something like that. I have to look that up. But that album was the one in 1975 that like took them to the sky. Then they got all fucked up on drugs and recorded a few more albums, and then those ones went to the toilet. Then they had this big rise again in the late 80s with Dude Looks Like a Lady and a couple yeah. of other songs they came Dude out with. Dude Looks oh, Like a Lady. Love in the Elevator. Love in the Elevator is another one. Walk This Way came out in the 80s too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was that on the same Sweet album? Emotion. Sweet. Yeah, Sweet yeah. Emotion. That definitely Emotion. came out. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, but then they had albums that completely tanked. It was like they would go... From great albums to bad albums where people would shun them into they would do great to they would do terrible. It was like a real roller coaster ride for this band. But put out some hits yeah, though, man. They I mean sure they're did. one of my favorite bands. For sure. They're dope. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good. band. I was never really into this type of music, but I definitely knew who Aerosmith yeah. was in their music I I I've heard. You were a listening lot of. to the salsa? <laughs> sometime, man. Only sometime, okay? Only I got sometime. a chance. I actually liked Aerosmith even back then. You know, I was like, this band, because uh, Steven Tyler, he just, dude, looked like a lady, man. He had, maybe he wrote that song about himself or something, but. I actually he, know he who he wrote weird. that song about. Oh, who was it Mick Jagger? No, oh. it was it was the lead singer. Uh, at one point, Steven Tyler finds himself hang, club? hanging out in a bar. And, uh, Where'd you get that scarf? He found himself <laughs> checking out a beautiful woman who was looking back at him. The surprise was that when the woman turned around, Tyler found himself looking at Vince Neil, the lead singer of Motley Crue. No fucking way. How, nice. how, how high was he? You said that. Well, have you seen uh, the rock stars seen, from the seen 80s? That guy's have you seen Vince Neil now? Yeah, he doesn't look he so hot really now. Maybe he wants to kick himself in the ass for even saying that on a microphone. Well, all the girls from back then look like <laughs> shit now, too. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> ladies. Oh, Damn. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Oops. What about well, Alicia Silverstone? I think oh, she still looks good. I think Alicia sure. Silverstone. Remember? She is. Yeah. She, she, she's got some years on her. Though she, I'll have she to get a good it. look at her. She'll get it. I, this song was a big hit right here. Something's wrong with our eyes. I really love this song because, you know, everything's crazy today, and I've heard it on the radio. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge. Yeah. So I like this song. I always thought it was about taking acid. You gotta put the acid right in the middle of the paper, though, so it wouldn't be on the edge. This song actually came off to me very country-ish. They also, it says they took a country turn, yeah. like their music, yeah. They had a lot of inspirations from, uh, well, the Stones, obviously. They also draw inspiration from soul music, uh, Steven Tyler sure. would say. Sure. And uh, they also have, of course, traditional American rock and roll. But it's it is, and, and I would also say some glam metal in there as well. Where Definitely you can mix up all that, and you get Aerosmith. I thought they were one of the top uh, metal bands, like metal of their era. Yeah, they were. Man. I think they were known more as a pop rock band. Yeah, kind of, I yeah. a metal band. anything close to yeah, metal. No, but I they think they had hot. some metal influences when you hear some of the lead sure. guitar from uh, from Joe Perry. 
We're living on the edge. Here's a, I, uh, I grouped them all together anyway. So. Yeah. Here, here's an interesting yeah. fact. Uh, did you guys know that Aerosmith had the first digital downloaded song ever? Yeah. yeah. I was looking at that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think yeah. it's off this album as it's well. It's the uh, June 27, 1994. They released an executive digital download making the song Head First available. It was a four megabyte wave to uh, CompuServe subscribers. And it was actually a B-side track. Yep, sure was. Which is weird. You know what? It was a B-side for Eat the Rich. Yeah. So we heard a few songs ago. So the name of the song, Head First, yeah. is the one that was the digital download. You know what? Mm-hmm. And I bet you, I bet you any money that they're... But Single sales. We didn't li- it's not on this album. Of the Eat thing. the Rich were probably we the highest. Probably. And a lot of people were clamoring for that B-side track because they were really digging it. Because, mm-hmm. of course, they liked the, the other side. But they're like, what is this other song? But the B-side's yeah, not on So they were like, let's you, do you it digital. You know how many hits it's not on this you, album? You, on, on B-sides? No, but it was on the B-side of that Right, they the put single. it out as a feature of this album, but it's not actually on it. Oh, we don't have it on here, huh? No, right. we don't have Mm-mm. it. Nope. Head first. It's not on this album is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it says not. that they put it out like to go with this album as a digital download along with this album. With the album. But it's not actually, they said, they, they said on here, it's, it's actually not on the album. Ah, so you had, if you bought the album, you got like a digital code to go download. Correct. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yep. This band was a hell of a partiers. They would uh, do coke. They would do LSD. Sweet. I mean, they lived throughout the 60s and the 70s. I've heard this band did. You could throw them right up there with one of the bands that does the most drugs. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You think they did mushrooms? Of course. I have a clip here. Hey, this is Steven Tyler and Joe, sure. Joe Perry talking about their party lifestyle. Are you making a lot of money? Yeah. Have you made a lot of money in your yeah. day? Yeah. Millions. You have? Oh, yeah. Where is it now? Went up my nose. <laughs> I must have snorted up all of Peru. It to was. survive the 60s and the 70s, it's a, it's a f- miracle. You think you could have been dead? Oh, God, I was several times. <laughs> we had used drugs for so many years, it's like, you know, you, you burn out the punch card, you know, and you, you've only got so many drinks in your life. I think I used all of mine in 35 years, you know? I was looking forward to having a few sips on the porch when I get older, but in the cards, you know. Joe and I are the toxic twins, baby. Known as being that. Are you uh, proud of it? Uh, no. You know, uh, knowing that, uh, yes, that I went through it, but know that all people uh, know what they might think that that's the way to do it, you know. And that isn't the way. Uh, that's not the way at all because, you know, we painted ourselves into a major corner. Yeah, we figured it was the only thing to do is, is clean up. Snorted all of Peru, he said. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like similar to what fun. our last artist, Lenny Kravitz, said. He's like, I smoked myself stupid, and then I was just like, life was better after I was sober. It was more vivid. Yeah. You know, he actually does backup vocals on one of, one of the songs on this album. Yeah. 
You know what? So that's, so that's probably why they're doing, uh, they doing that farewell peace out tour. Because they know they at the end of, they at the, end of the line. They're like, we just we got one more run in us. Go I mean, ahead and get it because after that, we're going to be dropping off. These guys are in their 70s now. I mean, they're getting old. They're, they started rocking in 1970. I mean, that's a hell of a time, man. 50 years of rocking. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Fun. That's badass, man. I salute them. That's a lot of good cocaine. That's, that's a little lot. bad cocaine, too. That's man. a lot of cocaine. It says, it says here, uh, uh, after the song was played at a Donald Trump rally, they sent him a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah. people do that. Yeah, they Eminem has done that. It's right here in the text, here. And a rally in West Virginia oh, on August twenty first, twenty eighteen. They like should do that for the all original. That was a the lot original. Of, they do a lot campaign. of do make their own like, goddamn song. Eminem just now, did that, that would be shit hilarious, right? Dude. Using our shit, you got to make your own song. That's yeah, hire hilarious. a marching They're gonna band. judge you on how good it is. Yeah, that that'll get you some few votes if you got a good ass. Uh, campaign song yeah like a boxer when they walk into yeah, a match you got it so you got to go seek out <laughs> the best producers shit. and shit but then <laughs> the, flipping the, the record the, depending on your politics you know the producer that you need to yeah. work with don't want to sure. work with you so now you got to work with that motherfucker over there yeah, and you may like, not want to do that gulp <laughs> oh man i laid the needle down so much easier this time yeah Thank that was goodness, good yeah, the good first job. time he was just like all over the well, and and sometimes uh, if it hits the top of the record where it's curved, it'll bounce yeah, back it into will. the groove. Yeah, it and will. I think the the other speaker that was on scared the shit out of you because <laughs> it, it wasn't was on. super loud. It wasn't on. I was turned it, it off. Oh, yeah, okay. that's what you was on. Like, what is he doing? I, I did. Yeah, I ran over there. Like, oh! That's hilarious, dude. I think they're back with the log drum. The Peruvian. Yeah, what the hell is this? Doing some more this Peruvian cocaine. It wasn't Peruvian. It was a. Uh, it was a uh, Polynesian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, he said the, the cocaine was from Peru. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah, this I'm is. I'm trying to hear what they're saying. Shit. If you guys would shut up for a second. Dude. This is flesh. This is psychedelic. Peruvian cocaine. What the fuck is going on right? He's trying to get you in the right spot. You ever messing around? You know what? We should try to play this backwards. You know what? I wonder what they would say if we played it backwards. We should do it. You <laughs> huh. would say, I did cocaine. I know. That'd be crazy if you did. Like, wow. Who would have thought? You know, I watched that show last night, Metalocalypse. I watched that last night with the rock and roll uh, clown. Interesting. Yeah, My wife yeah. was not impressed. Well, I mean, it's a very, it's very lowbrow. You know. Man, Definitely works blue. Listen, but it's nice. everybody should have a rock and roll clown in their life. The song is called Flesh. Yes. Uh, it looks like Steven Tyler's had a lot done with his flesh. If you look over the years, yeah. he's had all kinds of jobs done with his face. Has he? Does he still I thought have it face? just looked like that. He looks like his face is full of Botox. I thought it was just See, like all crazy looking like that. I think his, I think his face produces like Botox, mouth. and they just get, take it from him, and they give it to other people. It's actually a good theory. Yeah. I think he's an angry. <laughs> he, he might be. He's very awkward looking. So is Mick Jagger. Yeah. Awkward. And dude Extreme. looks like a lady, both of them. I like the two dudes on the left that, that they're getting no shine, of course. The, uh, You're talking about Brad Whitford and Tom Hamilton and Joey Kramer. What a name! Oh yeah, Whitford. they're back. All three guys here: the drummer, 
That's Joey. Joey. Oh, yeah. On the drums, Joey Kramer. Elect on the bass, Tom Hamilton. Kramer. Guitar, Brad Whitford. Joe Perry on guitar as well and lead vocals. Look to see what Brad Whitford, what is his net worth? Like, how far does it drop off? Brad Whitford. Whitford. He's the rhythm guitarist. It's Boston. Whitford. The band is actually out touring, or they were out touring until just a few days ago. 40 million. 40 million, yeah. So about almost 90, 80 million drops off. I'm good with that. He's yeah, right. I'm good with two million, boy. Yeah. You know, he got million. he got like the best he got the best life ever because he's obviously in Aerosmith, does his thing, but then he can go to the grocery store. He ain't gotta be a front and he man. He gotta be. Nope. He's like, I'm yeah. like, he's text, got it. Texting him, guess what aisle I'm I, in? I'll you t- can't do that. I'll take that forty mil. Hell I'll yeah. take it. I will take that forty mil. Hell yeah. And be grateful. Steven Tyler. I rock out and I got hella bread. Steven Tyler recently has postponed some of his shows. We were talking about that before the show. Why? Because he's had some issues with his vocal cords. And they're doing a peace out farewell tour. It started in Philadelphia. They did like two shows and he claims that the show from this past weekend blew out his vocal cords to the point where he had he's spitting up blood. And what city were they in? Uh, was right after they left Philadelphia, I think. Shit. So the, the tour just got kicked off. They're supposed to be coming to Tampa. Is the next show. Right. They canceled like a month's worth of shows to give them a month off. Amalai Arena. And tickets, you can get them on their website, but the some of the dates have been canceled. How about Tampa? That one's the next one that's actually not been canceled. All right. Good, it's in like good. a month. Good, good, good. So they're playing it by ear. Other people are speculating that the reason why Stephen doesn't want to be out on the road is because he's being sued right now for sexual assault. What? Ooh. Why well, would he assault anybody? Man, everybody getting sued for sexual assault nowadays. It uh, looks like a, a, a lawsuit has been filed by Julia Misley, who accused the musician of sexual assault, sexual battery, an intentional infliction of emotional distress is what the court paperwork says. Let me guess, what that it happened 30 years ago. Well, it actually happened when she was 16 years old. And how old was he? And he was like 30. And he legally so 30 years ago. He became her legal, he became her legal guardian at the time. Oh, that's a little weird. So in court documents it says here, Tyler claims that he and Misley, who was known as Julia, had consensual sexual relationships despite the woman being 16 years old at the time. He also claimed he has immunity due to being the legal guardian of Miss oh, Lay no. at the time of the relationship. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sir? Oh, no. no. That's and, not how it And works. the lawsuit also includes... <laughs> Hell no. This lawsuit also includes direct quotes from Tyler's 2012 memoir that he wrote. This is a quote from him. Does the noise in my head bother you? in which he wrote, almost took a teen bride, though he did not name the teenager. He also wrote that her parents fell in love with me, signed paperwork over to me to have custody so I wouldn't get arrested if I took her out of the state. I took her on tour with me. So I guess he took this 16-year-old out on tour with him when he was about 30 years old. And, and she was good with And became that. his guardian, her guardian. And, uh, you know, probably banged her the entire tour. And then, you know, now after all these years, she wants to sue him, which I can understand. This guy took advantage of you when you were a teen. Yeah. 
young, yeah. Damn, sure. that's fucked up. Yeah, no. Yeah, his I ass in trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, very strange. So, so very strange. Like, it seems to be pretty common with musicians and all, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, since back in the beginning, look at Jerry Lee Lewis. They love getting them young women. They do. Elvis. Creeps. It is weird. What was yeah, it? Tom Cat? It was no, a different no, time. I'm not, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not into it. It's weird. Gross. It is gross, actually. Very. A woman doesn't even find herself until she's like 23, you know? It's like the young women, it's just it's kind of find herself where? She can't handle it until she's 30. Huh? I don't like young, young women. What? It's gross. I like like 23. Yeah. Where yeah. they find yeah. them at? 23 is still pretty young for you, Tomcat. That's like 20 that's years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is, you know, that's a, that's an okay age to be. She's sexy at 23. Tomcat's throwing on invitations. I'm not happily, I'm happily in a relationship. Uh, uh, is she over 23? Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, she's okay. my age. Okay. Yeah, uh, you want a girl that's your own age. Plus, a guy who's older, not to get off the topic too much, but you don't want a girl that's 23. She's she's not going to stay with you for very long. You better have a lot of money. Still, it depends if you're freaking hitting it right, I'm sure. No, yeah, she's 20, still, she's 20, a lot of people uh, get hit it right. She's going to want today. money. Yeah, good luck. Well, it's got to be the right person. Though. I mean, no, I, I think no, it's right, definitely. No, Ramo, yeah, stop. No, I, I no, listen, we're not going to let you do it to yourself. Be your friends. This let we be not gonna let you play yourself. I'm what? You got a 23 year old girlfriend? Not at all. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. If you hit it right, not how do you know? I'm just speaking from experience over here. I'm, well, I mean, if she's if she's a lot younger than you, and I mean, you know, you treat her well and do down, the right ladies things, and she genuinely likes you, then I don't think just because there's a huge age her attention span is, is like non-existent at 23. What are you talking about? Well, that might be a good thing. I'm with you, Ramo. Walk on yeah, down. She's not going to need it for that long, right, Ramo? <laughs> <laughs> well, if she does, dump, she's dump not going to get it. No. Oh, <laughs> Wrong, no. dog. You got to be, but that's what I'm saying. You got to be strong back. Do you guys know the origins of the band name Aerosmith? Anybody know? Nope. Uh, I had it. But you must. And it's fluent. <laughs> Arrow, it definitely there has it something to do with flying. There it goes. All right, I have it here. This is according to the internet. The origins of Aerosmith's name began, as with so many other rock bands, when the members of Aerosmith were sitting around getting high. In between reruns of the Three Stooges, Joey Kramer, the drummer, reflected that he had spent his childhood writing the word Aerosmith on his notebooks. The band was skeptical about the word, but only because they thought he'd meant Aerosmith, meaning A-R-R-O-W Smith, which is the oh. title of a book, I guess, from Sinclair Lewis. Uh-huh. But uh, he was listening to a Harry Nilsson album called Aerial Ballet. So he liked, he became a big fan, I guess, this Kramer drummer, Joey Kramer, became a big fan of Harry Nilsson. Okay. Had an album called Aerial Ballet. Uh, and so the word Aerial was like in his vernacular. Along with Areola. Yeah. <laughs> and so he started writing Aerosmith out on his notebooks. And when they were getting high watching the Three Stooges, he told the story about that word. And he always liked that word, Aerosmith. And they were like, fuck it. They must not you have had cable. I am jealous the because Stooges. they were getting high watching the Three Stooges. Do you remember the Three Stooges? I do. They, they were hilarious, and I am totally going to go put it on at home on YouTube and get high and watch it. Well, Smack the you wife. Know, and the, <laughs> the funny thing about that is he probably had the opportunity to watch 
new episodes. Yeah. He's old enough. We were That's not. That's crazy. We watched reruns. Re- this motherfucker got him live, damn near. Ain't <laughs> that a bitch? Golly, man. The Three Stooges. Song's called there Shut Up and Dance. That's I think right. Shut Wait, Up and Dance. Who stole the name of this song? DNCE. Is that who made that song? A new song was called yeah. Shut Up and Dance. Yeah, it was them. Shut Up and Dance. That's uh. Yeah. Who is that? I think it's DNCE. Something Over the Moon, I thought. Yeah. Uh, But they stole that name. Walk the Moon. No, it's not them. This album. I have another clip here from Steven Tyler. Wouldn't you know that he got bullied at a young age? Uh, I don't want to offend anyone, but there is some racial slur in this clip. Well, don't say it. I won't, but I'll let Steven say it. Here he is talking about getting bullied as a young boy. I was called terrible names when I was a kid. Pinhead and nigger lips, you know, for a white boy that grew up in the, young, in the Bronx, that's terrible. Now I'm honored by that. <laughs> but um, just beaten up and, you know, spit at and, you know, queer and all that stuff. So I got a band together and played at the lunchroom. And suddenly little Sally over there kind of liked me. So <laughs> it's all about that, you know, you know. Let me just say, Steven Tyler has gotten away with some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the chi- with the young girl and with the- <laughs> this man is flying under the radar, there. let me just say. Yeah, look at little Sally over there. We heard you. You admit it. A lot of people ass. get in trouble for all yeah. the shit he did. Hey, hey you he know was, what? He, he was 30 in People high must school. love him. They love his music. Hey, check this out. So they were inducted sing. in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> in 2001 uh, by Kid Rock. And they have their own roller coaster at Disney Hollywood uh, Studios in Orlando. Seems to always be closed though. Every time yeah. I go there, the know rock and roller stone. coaster. Yeah, yeah, the rock and roller yeah, yeah, coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on it several times. It's Sorry, cool. dude, this ride's closed. We're I always too listen to. Uh, what song do they have on there that I always listen to? Either um, Walk This Way. Walk This. I never listen to that one. I always listen what? to. Uh, um, Who's the guy Sweet that got the TV show in That's my jam. I love that song. So smooth. Vanilla Ice. Also the one they about the girl who shoots the guy. Uh, Janie's got, got a gun. gun. Janie's got a that gun. Was great. That's yeah. a great so song. So many hits. That's a good song. <laughs> Remember when they did the Super Bowl? I do. I don't. One of the good Super Bowl uh, that was, uh, shows It was there. 2001. It was at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Raymond? And uh, it was the Ravens. It it was the uh, Ravens beating the Giants in 2001. Ray Lewis, when he won a Super Bowl. And the halftime show was Aerosmith. There was also NSYNC. Britney Spears. Mary J was there. Nelly at that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's right. A little bit of serendipity. I remember that. NSYNC just got together last night for the music awards. Yeah, the VMAs. What? what, The VMAs? That's a thing still? Yep. The VMAs are still. They went on last night. I stopped following that stuff many times another thing that helped Aerosmith's Aerosmith's legacy is that they were on Saturday Night Live quite a bit and they also if you remember appeared in some Wayne World sketches on on Saturday Night Live and then they also were in the Simpsons a couple times they used to do the MTV's Unplugged yes I remember them in the Simpsons yes so they've they've gotten a lot of publicity as a band in different areas than you just you, on the stage. And you know you're famous or somebody when they make a Simpsons character, although they do sometimes put like viral people as Simpsons characters and shit, but they make you a Simpsons character. You're, you're part of the popular culture. 
I got another thing I question about Steven Tyler. We what? think we think back on a lot of great I'm gonna switch records music here. videos from this album. You had Amazing, Crying, Crazy, and when you would watch the videos, you would see Alicia Silverstone in the video. She became oh, yeah, a se- sex symbol. We talked about that. Daughter, and then his daughter, Liv Tyler. Yeah, and there's yeah. a there's a scene in one of the videos where they're like on stripper poles and they're having like a pole dancing competition. Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler. Now at the time I was not like, a bad look. I'm thinking to myself, back in '93 when I'm like I don't know 12 mm-hmm. years old. Do you join yourself? I was yeah <laughs> a few times. Whatever was in there, you know, there wasn't much swimming, but whatever it was, I released. Well, it, was, it was all fluid. Whacking his little apple bag there. But to, think, <laughs> to think, though, that now all, all these years later, that was your daughter up there on a stripper pole on one of your songs making out with another chick. She like, was hot. Why would you put your daughter in a rock and roll video on a stripper pole? I don't know. Was just, that was weird. But this, was song is in, this song is amazing. He probably banged his daughter. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad he did. Look at the inside. Uh, yeah, I this. mean, I'm glad he let it happen. That was successful. Look at the inside of this record. Uh, yeah, somebody pulling on his face. That is very weird. Yeah, very weird. Rubber uh, man. Stretchy man, and then this one on this side. That's probably some shit they found in some Very strange images somewhere. on the inside of the record sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Weird band. Great songs. Shit. Yeah, these songs were so big in the 90s, and what a comeback for this band. You know, little little pitchy. This is one of those songs that you hear it, and you, if you don't, again, if you didn't know anything about love and you never really had your heart broken, you would still feel it because this is one of those songs. There's a lot of emotion. A lot of emotion. You guys ever play Guitar Hero? No. Yes. The video game? Yes. There's also Rock Band. Uh, Back in 2008, Aerosmith had their own Guitar Hero game. It was Guitar Hero Aerosmith. I remember that. I realized that that was such a great game for the time because it introduced a lot of the early 2000s kids, like my kids, introduced them to great classic music. In uh, Guitar Hero, songs that they wouldn't have maybe heard had they not played Guitar Hero. Right. That was such a fun game. Jeez. I was playing the drums. So I speak of it in past tense. I don't have the uh, ability. Sing it, Raymond. Right, different key. Wrong key. Oh. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here's a wild story. So back in 1977, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry wanted to rent a plane so that they could tour around. They had their eyes on this Convair CV300. There was an inspection on that plane. And on top of the signs of an unsafe plane, someone pointed out to the band that the pilot and co-pilot of the plane were sharing a bottle of whiskey. So 
Af- after the safety inspection, even the band Aerosmith, as reckless as they are, they said, this is too much. We're not going to buy this plane. The, the pilots are getting drunk off whiskey. It's not exactly passing the inspection. But then you want to know who ended up renting that plane and purchasing that plane? The who? Big Bopper. Well, yeah, I was close. <laughs> I was going to say. Richie Valley. Sorry. No, it was, it was Leonard Skinner. Oh, they they rented that plane, and the plane would famously, infamously, kill a, uh, It was crash, and it killed members of Led Zeppelin, or not Led Zeppelin, but Leonard Skinner, the singer Ronnie Van Zant, would die in that yeah. plane crash. So could have been Steven Tyler and Joe Perry go down so in the plane crash. So they didn't take the plane, and the plane crashed. Yeah, that same plane ended up crashing and killing. The lead singer of Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Skinner. Remember That's the famous shit. plane crash? Yeah. That's freaky, man. That was the pa- plane that Aerosmith passed up on. They used Damn. to be called something else, didn't they? They didn't make Leonard a song Skinner. about that? That's wild. I didn't make a song about that shit. No, Leonard Skinner used to be called Leonard Skinner. No, they had a band before they became Leonard Skinner. Well, I don't know. We haven't done any Leonard Skinner we albums haven't. yet. We need to. They're fun. Oh, it's great. And Very reckless so- band. I'm surprised nobody's come to the windows yet and been like, play some Skinner! I know, right? Here in Florida. Yeah, we're in Florida. They really what do are they from, do Alabama? That. Yeah. yeah. Mount Mouth really <laughs> Yellers. That's great. I like that little guitar lead right yeah. there, Joe Perry. The song's about a roller coaster relationship that seemed great at first, but then turned out a lot worse. It can also be seen as a metaphor for Steven Tyler's drug use. That's what it says here in Song Facts on the Interweb. Interesting. <laughs> says an extra chorus was added to the video so they could get more scenes in when they did the video. They just kept letting loop again. He said, Steven Tyler cites this song, shows their country influence. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Is I can really? hear it in their music. Some of them. He said, listen, he told Rolling Stone, it uh, was country, we just Aerosmithed it. Bitch. I added that last word. Aerosmith has a fan base uh, and a fan <laughs> club. They called them the Blue Army. Okay. I guess the term was coined by the band around 75. Blue referred to the blue denim jeans and the jean jackets that they would wear, as well as the blue-collar demographic of their fans. Mm-hmm. Army referred to their loyalty, youthfulness, and tough demeanor. Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry describes the fans as the Blue Army. Smurfs, if you will. I like the Smurfs, especially that Smurfette. Oh, yeah, she was the only girl. What do you know what's going on there? <laughs> that poor little Smurfette, she had to... Smurf, Smurf. Smurf all those Smurfs. Yeah, how would the Smurfs multiply without Smurfette? She was Smurfing 50 yeah. times a day. Uh, yeah, that, that was, that, that, listen, those ones, they were Smurfs, but they were really uh, Papa Smurfs She's kids. She's like, jeez, I'm Smurfed out, guys. Yeah, that was well, all Papa Smurf kids. Elephant in the room. Was it pink inside? Oh, man. That's gross, Raymond. Stop it, Raymond. It was blue inside. What do you think? There were the blue people. It was green. Yeah, blue. but it, no. <laughs> Claude Hemmer. There goes the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm blocking this channel. Was it the Smurf jokes? <laughs> yeah, was it the Smurf jokes? <laughs> it was the Smurf jokes for us. 
Aerosmith has won four Grammy Awards throughout their existence. One of those four awards, they uh, they were all won during the 90s, except for uh, actually all four of them. All four of their Grammy Awards in the 90s. They've also got 10 MTV Video Music Awards, six American Music Awards. Very decorated band here. Aerosmith. And I, that's when I remember them as just being icons of MTV. Uh, when middle school, high school for me was MTV heyday along with BET, but they were both, these video channels were huge back back in the day. That was the programming that we, we loved. So I remember Aerosmith being just icons of MTV and then the mix sure. between them and, and Run DMC. Yeah. Because there was Yo! MTV Raps was on MTV. And uh, there was a rift between the rock dudes back then and the rap and the own TV raps, because the own TV raps was getting a lot of a lot of uh, shine when it came on MTV. So there oh was, yeah, and then that. Uh, yeah. Ed Lover and uh, Dr. Dre. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And these guys were at the forefront of kind of like bridging that rock and rap. Sure. No, definitely. We talked about this band staying together for 50 years. Here's a clip from Steven Tyler and Joe Perry talking about how they have been able to stay together despite all the ups and downs. It's that energy uh, that keeps a band together. You know, we're all full of ourselves, you know, title rock stars that can go off and get lofty, you know, the truth be known, you know, and so uh, at, with all the attitude and all this stuff, and once we get in the studio, we become like, uh, you know. Uh, and on stage, it just, uh, the whole, the dream of what we wanted to do when we first started, it all of a sudden comes back into focus. Yeah, that's the power of music. Yeah, they forget about all the bullshit when the uh, amps get turned on. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Music it's kind of like so DJing. Cool. Yeah. It's exactly like Turn it. on music, the music is so powerful. It just can change really your is. mood, change your whole mood. And then imagine you're playing it. You're making this amazing music, and it's yours. You've created yep. it, and you are launching it into people's faces. That must be an amazing feeling. That's well, totally euphoric. And I would say even to go deeper. Just oh, go sounds, deep, yeah. Sounds in general, sounds, vibrations. That's I mean, true. that's what we are. Uh, that's true. Ho- hopefully, she's 18. Right. Uh, you, you, you check that deep first. Not if I'm Stephen Tyler. Yeah, this guy's got his hands full. He 75. Does. He's 75 years old now. Yeah, that's kind of late to be dealing with shit like that, isn't it? He's probably still messing with his pecker, though. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, I hope I am. Who doesn't want to be? That bass line sounds good right there. Now, who's their their bassist? That would be Tom Hamilton. He's from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado. Think he smoked dope? Uh, Colorado. They all smoke dope watching Three Stooges. I think all drugs (laughs) are legal. Uh, Are they? Tom Tom Hamilton now lives in Vero Beach, Florida. Really? We should go visit him. His father was in the Air Force and his mother was a housewife. Nice. Damn, he was like, get to work! Because he was in the Air Force, so he came home. Joe Perry uh, had a band with Tom Hamilton before they met Steven Tyler. It was called The Jam Band. I like it. And they ended up hooking up with um, Steven Tyler, who had a band. And I think he's trying to think of what his band name was. Oh, it was called Strangers and Yonkers. That was Steven Tyler's band name before he joined Aerosmith. Are they from Yonkers? Yonkers, New York. Yeah. Steven Tyler, I believe, he was born in New York City. So he's, fr- he's from Nor- uh, Yonkers. Yonkers. Yonkers, Yonkers, New York. 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 Yeah, yeah, Yonkers. 
More like wankers. Bada bada. Sing it. You gotta love it is the name of the song. You gotta love it. You don't say. You didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> Probably did. What a jackass. <laughs> That was one thing that, that, that was prevalent about him back in the 80s is a lot of his songs, people would be like, what the hell did he say? It'd take you a couple times listening to it to really he did catch the words. Well, it's just the way he sung, you know, like, it was just very aggressive. And, you know, is it because it was lips? Like he mixed it, maybe. Maybe. He does have a huge yeah, mouth. Change your crazy ways, It's his girl. mouth more than it. it. His mouth is ginormous. Who's is bigger? His or Jack? His mouth is so big it has those like side, like to see the little creases on the side from where it's stretching. You know, because it's just good. You're saying he's part snake. Yeah, it looks like it. He's got, he's got a big mouth. That kind of loving. I love this song too. That's a great song. Yeah. Most this is definitely played on the hot AC stations. Big time. And it reminds me of crying. I was crying when I met you. Now I'm dying to forget you. Don't they sound alike? Yeah, they're both bluesy sounding country leaning songs. There's harmonica at the beginning of this song as well. You can sing the hook from one on the other. On the, on the music of the other. I wouldn't be surprised if they recorded both of these songs back to back. So I had to listen. I'm like, we listen to the same song, but no, they're on the same side. Crying is first, crazy is the yeah. third song on this side. And there's another one that sounds very similar to Amazing. Uh, sounds very that's coming up on the fami- next side. Familiar to these crying and um, and the other one you just mentioned. Hmm. Crazy, crying and crazy. I'm gonna look up and see if they're in the same key. They got crazy, crying, and amazing. Three very powerful emotions. Yeah. I go crazy. One person that doesn't get a lot of love. But he should. Very crucial to Aerosmith's comeback when it comes to this album. Their manager, Tim Collins. He promised the band that if they would get clean, he would make them the biggest band in the world by 1990. And despite years of addiction, the band did fulfill their end of the bargain during the late 80s. And this album, actually when they started touring on this album, that's what got them back on the drugs. But they were clean when they recorded this album. At least for the most part. I don't think they were doing the hard drugs. Right. I think they always smoked weed. You wait for the tour yeah, to do not that. Drugs. That's tour stuff. So, so the first two songs are in the key of A. Crying and Crazy are both in the key of A. But Amazing is actually in the key of C. So it'll be different. Gotcha. Slightly. That's Slightly. very bluesy right there. That's a blues scale if I ever heard one. Could be seen as country too. Yep. 
that's not a typical guitar he's playing that on, is it? He's probably got one of them effects pedals. I think it's one of them Polynesian uh, log guitars. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> oh, it sounded like a very, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like a, it's very prevalent in like a country country music. It's almost like an electric. Like a steel slide, guitar? Yeah. Slide guitar? Something like that. Like that. Nice. Is that Memphis? What? You said sing? That was good. No, I was drinking water actually. Now, that's, that's a al- real trick, man. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, this is a ventriloquist. Damn. That Alicia chick, she was in this video too, right? Yeah, she was. She was in three music videos for this band. I mean, so, this album. She was hot. All right, can we could add her to my crush list. Yeah, I, lo- I loved her back in this time. She's definitely cute. I bet Steven Tyler had sex with her too. Yeah, oh, probably sure. got her too. That's how she yeah. got in the video. While his daughter watched, probably. Yeah. He seems like a weird guy, this Steven Tyler. Or what if maybe they share and her got it on while he was. That would be gross. That's gross. It depends on who you are. Watch That's your daughter. Oh, no, yeah. For him, it's gross, but for me, it'd be glorious. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> Just disrespecting that man's child. <laughs> But she is fucking hot. Yeah. Wow. Little Richard, uh, Little Richard once said that the band Aerosmith filled with soul. That made Steven Tyler very happy because he looked up to Little Richard. Yeah, Little Richard. And Little Richard good. didn't like nobody. Yeah, nobody looks up to Little Richard. Most people have to look down because he's you know little. No. Is he really short? No, he's not. How no. tall is Little Richard? He, he wasn't short. It just the name. It's Little Richard. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chatbot, look that up for us so we don't have one. Damn it. Was he gay? Oh, Little Richard. Chapa? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Little Richard was 5'10, so he wasn't. James Brown was 5'6. Yeah, he was short as shit. That's why he always wore them stacks. Bats Domino, 5'4. Really? Wider than he was tall. Yeah. yeah he, he was, was a square. Fats. He was a fat Domino. <laughs> he was a box. He was, a, he was only he was, four feet tall, but he was five the, feet wide. The human cube. <laughs> Are you trying to say Little Richard was Tootie Fruity? Only. Is that what you're trying to say? That's what he's saying. <laughs> That's exactly what he's saying. Horrible. He, he did come out with a song, Tutti Fruity. <laughs> he did. Oh, Rudy. You think the guy's Fruity. name was Rudy? <laughs> Rudy, get down. The architect of rock and roll, man. In total, Aerosmith has had nine members. One of them, Buck Johnson, served as a touring member since 2014, three right. uh, three others quit the band in 1971 and 1984. The current lineup is Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Brad Whitford, and Joey Kramer. Okay. Which I believe all of them are original members. And when someone would come in, they would replace one of the original members for a short time. Like Joe Perry at one point left the band to have a solo career. Steven Tyler left the band to do a country career recently. Terrible. But it didn't really work out. Of course it did. But I do have, um, let's see here. I have a clip from Joe Perry talking about why he left the band. Joe, please tell us why. Well, it was a lot of pressure. I mean, we were going basically from day to day. Either we were in the studio or we were on the road. And our personal lives were so intertwined with the, with the business 
we had to learn how to separate mm -hmm. that so we could really, you know, put all our focus in the band and not take it home with us, mm -hmm. you know, and, and go, that, that guy did this to me, that, you know, I'll insert swear word there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, really it was about that. And I think that, that by me leaving the band and then Brad leaving the band, it gave us time to kind of reflect and also deal with the things that were going on in our personal sure. lives that were also part of the, the, the reason why, why I left. But uh, it took a while for us to figure out what was going on after the dust settled. And they would get back together. They're back together trying to tour now, but Steven Tyler's got vocal problems. Mm. Yeah, he just needed a break. Separating the work from the personal life. He just needed to get some more blow. Yeah, some good blow. I mean, he snorted up all of Peru. I think he was. He, well, that's he where he was. Anymore. Peru. Nah, he'll get some good stuff out there. Not, not anything that'll rip his throat up. Yikes. He must have bought that local. Peruvian pink, it's called. That's the it's pink cocaine. Have you ever had it? Yeah, in Miami. Oh, it's great. Of course you best. had it in Miami. Oh, I had it locally. It That's really right. Good. It is actually pink, and if it you is. rub it between your fingers, it will disappear. And is that what this song is about? They're talking about lying up. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. This is actually the song that uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz is uh, doing backup vocals on. He is? Yeah, Lenny Kravitz is on his show. So you, you've listened to this song before? Yes. I'm not familiar with this one. I've heard it Line several up. times. That is totally, I can, I can hear him. I hear it. I think, is this on a movie? It does sound like Lenny Kravitz. Line yeah. up, line up. Yeah. Line up yeah. in the bathroom. That's him. Right there. He collaborated on too. I think he may have played some guitar. Line them lines up. Line them lines up. Sniff them lines up, line them lines up, lines up. You don't know what you'd be snorting today, kids, so leave those lines alone. Yeah, no, it's coke is crap now. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This is Star 100. We're taking you through some of the greatest rock songs of all time. From 1993's Get a Grip, here is Aerosmith with Amazing. I stepped on it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, you did post. step on it there, yeah. I thought she was good, and then I think you could have took a few words out. Yeah, less and, is and more. Yeah. We love I do less. Remember playing well, you, got, you, got, you got another shot to do it, I believe. This is a great song. When I was going insane. Amazing. Trying to walk through. Okay. <laughs> that would be a really good parody, right? Oh yeah. A lot of blues sounding riffs in yeah. this album. I would imagine this would be uh, popular at the Gentleman's Club. Gentleman's too, Club. Too slow. Wait, I don't know, some chicks get freaky up there. It's 
possible. Yeah, definitely. A lot of hair swinging and... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this song about, Tomcat? You seem to know what every song is about. Let me check the song facts here. Uh, Give me a second. What's so amazing? Me. <laughs> all right, I do have it here. And when the moment arrives, you know you'll be all right. Maybe it's because you got to be on the coke. This song is about climbing back to the top after you've hit rock bottom, definitely. Especially recovering from addiction. Steven Tyler wrote it with Richie Supa. Who yeah. collaborated with the band in the late 70s, hey. co-writing their song, Chip Away at the Stone. Super. That's dope. You know what else about that song? Uh, Don Henley landed his vocals for this. For this song? Yeah. From the Eagles. The yeah. Eagles. Yeah, that guy. The Eagles. Oh, this was the... This was the was second of three Aerosmith videos that featured Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> what the hell is she doing in this video? I mean, this 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 song doesn't strike me as you doing nothing but like so maybe we got, walking we or something. We got three of them is what we got. I hear a little Roy Orbison influence in there. A lot of people were influenced by Roy Orbison as we've been doing the Vinyl Boys. Yeah. So he's saying we ought to do a Roy Orbis now. No, absolutely not. I think, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. We haven't done many oldies albums. We like haven't. Dipping back to the 60s. Well, I got a couple. Oh. Like, the Temptations would be fun. The yes. te oh, man. The yeah. Temptations we would be We do some Motown. I'm, I'm with that. We haven't done any Motown yet. At all. At all. Those, got, vi those vinyl records, if you want to get an original... I got uh, some, old school I temptations got record. They are expensive. Yeah. I got some at home. I'm, we good. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. We should probably be all right. Get some heroin and do a Coltrane album too. Fuck. You gotta I, watch out for the fentanyl now, man. I, I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> and I ain't doing no goddamn heroin. Yeah, so yeah. that was a joke. You and TK can hang out. TK got it. No thanks. He loves it. We'll put oh, you in separate weed. rooms. I'm good. Yeah, they give you a glory hole. <laughs> TK's like a Dewey Cox. I'm addicted to cocaine, not losing. <laughs> not heroin. Great rock riffs. Joe Perry. He's worth every bit of the 120, 130 million. Yeah. He also helped write a lot of the songs, too. Another thing I respect about this band, they would write their music. They would write the songs, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, write the lyrics for all the songs on this album. I've always admired people that can sing like this, just like, it's like singing, screaming almost. I would imagine it's so hard it's, to imitate it's, that. It's you can't go out to karaoke and bust this shit yeah, out. No, no, no. That's probably probably why you Not can't do it at seventy-five. I mean, it's hard wow, to yeah. hit these notes at oh, seventy-five. Yeah. And, and that's exactly my point. Like, it's got to be taxing on his vocal cords. Like, it's got to be hard. You know what? I bet you could go out somewhere and go to karaoke, and somebody sang this song and hit it. Like, you go to Nashville. Where folks are just doing karaoke everywhere, and you know everybody's trying to get discovered, and somebody come up and sing that song. Yeah, somebody go, like, "Hey man, y'all need to take a look at this cat." I think a chick would probably sing it better. I think uh, I like this song, but I, I think "Crazy" and "Crying" were, were better. I thought they were better. Living on the edge. He's Living definitely on the edge alto. Is good. 
There were seven. Not just me for as far as the his like vocal the range. Ones, the singing yeah. ones that we thought kind of sounded the same, then they were all yeah. kind of ballady. I, I really like crying and crazy. They really get me. Uh, living on the edge, I love. Love that song. Yeah, living on the edge. Is yeah. Good. There were seven singles from this album. Nice. Seven out of so half the That's album. Damn yeah. good, man. Yeah. That is. <laughs> this last track is an instrumental called do, Boogeyman. Do you think that that is because they came in at the right time with the music video generation? Or if it's just because these songs were so damn good? Because they came online right when MTV was taking off. So their songs were going to video. Yeah. Was it the videos that propelled the songs? Oh, or yeah. is it the songs? I, I think it helped a lot of artists. Uh, it, was, it was a big part of their craze, I think. Is that Where's the uh, Boogeyman instrumental? Is that it? It's coming. Uh, well, I hear it. I've never heard of this. I'm looking Me forward neither. to hearing the Boogeyman instrumental at the very end of the album. Shut your pie hole. No, I'm just From April 1993. Fuck off, Tomcat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play it backwards. I'm trying to feel the vibe. Yeah, right. What do you really mean? The Boogeyman. He's coming for you. He lives under your bed. This is actually pretty cool, man. It is. This is like a great talk Whoa. band. Yeah, he went minor key there. That's awkward. This is like one of those songs. I can hear Tom Petty right now. Your, your album's done, man. We don't need the bonus track. We don't track. need the bonus. There's no bonus track. Why are we making him done. English? We're, ma- we're making uh, Tom Petty English when he's from Gainesville. I know. I don't know why he sounded like that. <laughs> he looks like it. He looks like it, too. He looked like, he looked like a teeth. Florida motherfucker. He had, no, he looked like he's from the U.K. some damn Well, way. he had ratchet teeth, and a lot of people from the U.K. have ratchet and teeth. Florida. Yeah, and Florida. And Florida, too. Florida, man. It's all yep. the armadillos oh, yeah. coming around. <laughs> armadillos. <laughs> armadillos. You know, this instrumental sounds like if you were like really, really, really high and you like close your eyes and just listen to it, you can get hypnotized. It can be hypnotized. I Let's, think mushrooms would be good for this. Mushrooms would be great for this. I've never done it, but I will do this. It's a very wobbly It has a very sound. heartbeat <laughs> sound, too. Like, like would you do <laughs> mushrooms to this? Yeah, fuck yeah. I do mushrooms to nothing. He'll <laughs> <laughs> do mushrooms to driving home from work. How's that? Are, are they there? I'm doing them. <laughs> Jackass. We don't condone uh, drug dri- driving yeah. while on mushrooms. So give them to me. <laughs> get a grip. Yeah, get a grip. That, that, that's, that's a great that's album, man. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, it was a good time, I thought. Uh, This week we were actually going to do Jimmy Buffett, but you know what happened. I haven't told the audience this, but I did tell the Vinyl Boys that... Jimmy Buffett died? Jimmy Buffett... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So Jimmy Buffett dies at, like, middle of the night. I happened to get the news across the wire at, like, 4.30 in the morning. And so I'm like, hey, let's buy Jimmy Buffett's greatest hits on vinyl, and let's do a Jimmy Buffett... Final Boys episode. Smart idea. I get on it, $29. Boom, get my hands on one. Next thing you know, doesn't get mailed out. I'm like wondering, why is this album not getting mailed out? We got a strike while Jimmy Buffett's cold. Oh, man. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> that is. That was an out. But wait. But wait. Yeah, yeah. But wait. So the guy, There's more. The, There's more. The, the guy doesn't send me the album. I'm like, what's going on? Where, where is the album? So he says to me, 
We shipped the album today. We're not sure why you haven't gotten it yet. So then I wait a couple of days, and usually you get tracking information. Right. So I messaged the guy about, where's the tracking information? Now, unfortunately, the album did not get shipped. <laughs> then I look on his store, and he's got the album for sale for 130 bucks. <laughs> Mother ever. Who is this jackass? What's his name? He goes... And the guy's like, you're going to have your money back. Yeah. yeah, he did give me my $29 back. Of course oh, he did. asshole. Yeah, because he sold it for, like, the change was that when he sold it. He's like, fuck, I'm going to make $100 off this motherfucker. I'm getting you know what I got. $129. Fuck yeah, this I know guy. what I got. So I've seen the album for as much as 180 bucks now. Yeah. So literally, an album is $30 one day, the guy dies, all of a sudden, everybody's gobbling the album. Maybe, Jim- maybe we will do Jimmy Buffett next week. I do have a line on another copy. Jimmy Buffett would not be happy with you guys scalping his album. You shouldn't yes. be con- putting coke on your records. Well, you know, if we get Jimmy Buffett next week, that'd the be awesome, man. I like it. Yeah, hopefully we'll do Jimmy Buffett. If not, we've got a bunch of vinyl here in the studio. Uh, again, what a great episode. Aerosmith, one of the great rock and roll bands of loved our it. time. I loved, loved it. it. Yeah, love it. We found out Steven Tyler, you know, he does have some... A uh, few flaws along the way, but hey, man, it's rock and roll. No, that was okay. very and interesting. He, and, and he does look like a lady. I learned uh, a couple things today about Steven Tyler I did not know. That he's a creep. Well, I don't know if he's a creep. Well, I don't know. But I learned some stuff. <laughs> I got to pass judgment on anybody right now. <laughs> I will. Everybody, make sure you like and subscribe. Them Vinyl Boys, yes. go listen to some of our previous episodes. And keep the needle in the groove and keep it groovy, baby. <laughs> we are the Vinyl Boys. We are out. We'll see you back next week. Later. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.